Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 279. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Not much getting back. We took a little hiatus uh, for several good reasons, some medical, some personal, right? And uh, See, I was thinking, like, I, I don't even know where the time goes anymore. I yeah. Really you know, once April hits, you know, we talked about how a lot of stuff is shutting down. There is still some pretty decent skiing around if you're there if is. you're lucky enough to be in the right spots, like up in Pacific Things Northwest. Dumplings of snow. Crystal, pockets Ooh. of Colorado, up Maine-ish, maybe Jade mm-hmm. Peak. But you got to be in those right spots. And if you have things going on in your life, like, I don't know, get COVID and you're just like stuck in bed for three days, like I was. These things happen. week. It's just, it just feels like everything has been stacked against us this year. Like 2022 has just been like a, like a, like a weekly kick in the dick. I think it's a Russian conspiracy, honestly. I think, uh, Putin Putin heard, Putin heard all the comments that we made. I think he's trying to hack us and put us out of business, but we're not going anywhere. We can't be stopped. He's trying. We can't be stopped. He's trying to poison us with the COVID, with the Rona. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Can't do it, man. Nope. We're here. We're back. So appreciate your patience. If you've been waiting for us, we're back. We're, you know, we're probably going to be have a little, I'll be honest. I think this summer we're probably going to have a little bit more of an abbreviated schedule, you know, for sometimes we'll do every week, but it's probably going to be more like every other week in the summertime, just because we do more stuff going on. So much going on. We want to collecting more content. I'm trying to retool things a bit too for the, for the next ski season. We want, I I feel like, I feel like we maybe earned like a C minus this year for our ski season, for the job we did. I think there's so much more we could do and should have done that. I give it, I give us an A minus. I think you're being very critical on yourself. I think you've got tenure. Apparently you can just give out these ridiculous grades. I just Uh, give them out. We have tenure. We've been here before COVID. We're doing podcasts before COVID. So we have tenure. In the podcasting world, I hold us to a higher level. I want us to do better. I think we're more capable. I think we have more to give. We have more to give. So more to give. I want to do more. I want it to be better. I want to challenge us. I want to raise it to the next level for next season. But I like you. I like your thinking. April dreams. You. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out at skibumpodcast.com, which is back up again. Again, another thing that happened this weekend is Boom. our web servers, they the company that hosts us, they Russian hackers servers. No, they're legit. They're legit. <laughs> no, no, they got hacked by the Russians. I know because we were on the site. No, they actually told us weeks ago. <laughs> they told me weeks ago. They're like, hey, we're moving you in a couple of weeks. I'm like, oh, whatever. And I didn't really yeah, think anything whatever. about it because everything seemed to be fine. They're like, don't make any updates to your site. We're going to move you over and it's going to delete any updates. This weekend, I finally go to look at it. And uh, Tim from Ski Rex is like, hey, guys, um, your site's not up. I'm like, what? <laughs> Excuse me. And I'm like, whoa, crap. And again, I'm in the middle of COVID. I can barely stay awake. I don't want to look at a goddamn computer. I don't want to figure things out. But Monday morning, I freaking have to figure it out. We use a uh, a service called Cloudflare, which is like a, a CDN. I had to go into there and I had to add our new IP to that. And then it started working and then it stopped working. I'm like, what the, What happened? And then it's, Damn. <clears throat> so I had to reach out to the company and they had to like reset the database. And it's just like whatever could go wrong did. So it was not that's, fun. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's just been a like, again, it's just been a pain in the ass. <clears throat> 
I, I think you're giving me audio COVID right now through the microphone. What the hell? God damn. Well, thank you for again. Website. Follow us on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Skibum Podcast. Also untapped at Skibum Podcast. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, what else? There's a shop, skibumpodcast.com slash shop. <coughs> I can't talk that long. I'm going to freaking choke and die here. Merch out there. Pushing yeah, through for merch. you people. Yeah. Working through for love. Big shout out to our sponsors. Thank you. Teresia. T-E-R-R-A-C-E-A.com. Premium cold weather solutions. Their mission, create the best in class apparel that can be worn in any cold temperature environment designed with thoughtful features, fit, and always providing the optimum level of performance for whatever you are doing. They are, they fully believe in the idea that good products can always be made better and strive to constantly improve, refine, and optimize all facets of their products. Go to the website, Teresia Bum, one word, T-E-R-R-A-C-E-A-B-U-M, 15% off. Thank you again. Paradise Skis. They make seriously fun skis. <coughs> you want me to read this? I, I could take it from here. Go for it. Give me a break. Paradise Skis is all about making skiing as fun as possible, whether that's shredding laps in Hawaiian shirts, bringing the parking lot apres, or getting up early to go for that huge backcountry objective. It's our mission to build skis and snowboards that allow our customers to enjoy every single day in the mountains. Use the code SKIBUM15. That's S-K-I-B-U-M-1-5 for 15% off. Uh, you can find them at Paradise Skis. It's time for Opre today. So Brad, why don't we start with you today? Oh, me. <laughs> I'm not doing anything fun today. Like last Thursday, about a week ago, when my uh, COVID was starting to kick in, I had some really nice whiskey. Hmm. Which my uh, my wife's uncles and we always tend to imbibe a bit this is pc pre-covid i think it was pretty much uh dc during covid it was, it was starting to to get in the system ah but uh yeah we had a, a texas single malt hmm. which is weird texas single malt so what what's the difference in that like what was that so mean? it's kind of more like a scotch so it's a single malt they use uh toasted barley Ah, but it's made in Texas instead of Scotland. So it's not a scotch. It's a Texas single malt. Nice. Okay. It was very light. It wasn't super scotchy. It was like a little bit of that, that, you know, um, yeah. Scotch, unique scotch flavor. I don't know what that even be called. I think it's the barley, but it was lighter, like lighter, fruitier scotch at most. It was pretty good. Huh? But today I'm, uh, I'm drinking tea. And he's good. A little I scotch have, in that tea would be good too. That's not a bad idea. But I have matcha green tea and I have a big scoop of collagen ah. <coughs> in here because I'm trying to keep my joints and stuff yes. functioning in my old dilapidated age. So oddly enough, every night my wife and I would drink tea after dinner, after maybe a few cocktails, maybe some wine, but we finish it off with a nice tea, usually peppermint. And she has collagen in her tea every night. Little scoop. Very nice. Yeah. I just uh I just got some. I was reading about some weightlifter. He's like, if you're gonna as you're getting older, he's like, I will tell you people, use collagen to keep your joints in good shape. So boom. I went I went in, I, I got a big tub of it and I got some pills too. So I'm I'm 
Oh, you're collagen it up. I used Dude. to take the pills for a while and then I just stopped. No, and I'm now going she's all in. Talking to me about taking the the powder again. And I think I haven't been doing my shakes, but I think I'll probably just add it to my shake mix and chuck it in there and drink it down. Gee, it really isn't too bad. Then again, I can't really taste much. So yeah, seems all right. What about you, Mario? What do you got? So there's a new product out in the market. And I like trying anything new just to see what it's about. Uh, there's actually a few things I probably got to get that I've had out. Um, but this is one that I had out and I was like, well, I don't necessarily you know, always go for this. I was like, let me try it out. Give it a whirl. Uh, it's the Bud Light Next. Now, a lot of people are probably going to say, Mario, what the fuck are you doing? That's not a craft beer. That's not, they might not consider it a beer at all. Uh, that's fine. It's, uh, it's out there. So I figured I'd try it and it's not too bad. It's very light. It's almost like drinking a little bit of alcoholic water. Um, <laughs> what is it supposed to be? Like, is it supposed to be beer? Is it supposed to be like a seltzer? Like, what is it? It says it's a super crisp light beer. So it's meant to be a beer, but very, very light, almost on the border of a seltzer, but not a seltzer, still a beer. I think that's what they were going for. And they actually hit the mark if that's what they were going for. So it's zero carbs, which I don't, I don't get that. Uh, super crisp light beer. That's what they consider it. Uh, super crisp light beer. Okay. So, so lighter than Bud Light. Lighter than Bud Light. Now, but not Bud as light, light as Michelob Ultra. Exact lighter than Michelob Ultra. It's actually 80 calories. Which is Mick Ultra like 64? I no. thought it was um I thought Mick Ultra was like 85 or 90. Okay. I don't know. I'm off on my on my uh You're Budweiser. Like your macros and stuff. Yeah, it's the, the Budweiser math just doesn't work because I don't understand how you have zero carbs in an in a beer. Like I never understood how they, how they market that. Cause alcohol metabolizes into essentially sugars. Which, at 95 calories for Michelob Ultra. See, so this is even lighter. Um, yeah. So it tastes pretty good. It tastes very, very neutral. I don't know if it's a lager or an ale. I guess it tastes more like, uh, was Bud Light? considered like a lager i guess so if bud's a lager i guess bud light would be also right yeah and it's very light um it's actually this this would be something and here's where i'm going with this this is you hit the summer you're at the beach it's balls hot 95 degrees you get a really cold one of these things i'm thinking this is a sweet spot you drink one of these you're not getting too hammered and you're hydrating a little bit What's the ABV in one of those bad boys? Probably like two. <laughs> There's like no hops. Um, let's see. You think Beer Advocate would even put it on there? Uh, they might. Let's see. Yep, they do have it. ABV, they're saying is four. I thought, it was, oh, I thought okay. the can says 4.8. 4.8. Wow. Oh, no, it is four. I'm, I uh, mistook the percentage for... So four is very, very... So you've had so many, you can't tell the difference between an eight and a percentage sign. But this is the beer you could drink and not get drunk. Like, how can you get... Like, if you're crushing IPAs that are like seven and a half, right? And then you switch to this, there's no way you're getting hammered. You're going to have to pee so much that you just can't... I mean, 4.0, you could sell this as is in... Utah, right? 
This is 4%. true. Um, yeah, so it's nothing. So it's really light. If you want to make it look like you're crushing some beers, but like kind of slow roll, this is the beer. Watch to go a to. figure. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. This is where, you know, if your buddies are like, I'm, I can out drink you and they're going to crush some IPAs. You're like, yeah, I, I could drink just as many of these. And you just kind of watch them just fall over. <laughs> but it's, it's nice having that option though. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's better than, and it's in the slim can. So it's like, you know, if the ladies are drinking the uh, seltzers and you don't want to feel a little emasculated, which it's fine. I drink seltzers too. Uh, you could grab one of these and say, well, it's still a beer. You'd have to argue that it's still a beer because it's in really kind of pretty can. I got to say, you just be too pretty for a beer. It's gotta be you. What you like. See, look at that. That's what you drink. Just drink it. Why not? <laughs> so I don't know if this will last because there's a lot of products that hit the market and then just disappear, but not too bad. Nice. And then uh, I'm drinking it after opening up my uh, Harry Hansen gear that I got. So I got my hat going. Look at you. My sailing hat. I got my <laughs> sailing shorts. Which? Showing off the shorts. Look at that. I still got the labels on. I just opened the box literally before I started podcasting. Then I got—they're not a sponsor, though. Just so you know, I got my flip flops. I mean, you're showing the stuff off like they're sponsoring us, which they're not. Well, we got them at a discount because we belong to um, Nasja, the uh, the No Sport Journalists Association. So they give us a discount. So this is kind of their the benefit for giving us the discount is I'm showing off this stuff. Yeah, I would not do that. I would cover I like it up. That. Like the shoes. Look at you. Boom. Snazzy. So I'm going to write to them. I, I want some free shoes now. I don't want, you know. <laughs> but I didn't realize, you know, we, we always go to them for snow gear, but they have a lot of, uh, I guess they, they sponsor some America's Cup teams too for sale. So if so. we ever get into yachting. Got yacht, yacht to yurt. So if we have like the highfalutin yacht bums podcast. Yes. Or even a sky yacht. Maybe they could sponsor us with Air sky yacht, yacht gear. Well, what do you wear on a sky later. yacht? I don't nothing. know. We're gonna have to talk nothing. about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. There's got to be a gear sponsor. Yeah, sponsor perhaps. for everything. All right. So with that, let's go to ski news. Start off with an unfortunate story. This happened up in the uh, up in Alaska. Local Valdez legend, hell ski guy, dies in avalanche in the Chugach Mountains. A well-known Valdez heliski guide died Monday in an avalanche, one of several dangerous slides to occur recently in the Chugach Mountains amid an active spring season. Guide Michael Hamilton was identified by Alaska state troopers on Thursday. The Valdez Avalanche Center described Hamilton as a local legend and said his death left a huge hole in the community. He worked for Valdez heliski guides. Hamilton was guiding Monday and scouting a run for guests before 6 p.m. when he inadvertently triggered an avalanche that carried him approximately 1,500 feet down the mountain and over a steep cliff, troopers wrote Damn. in a statement. He deployed his avalanche airbag system and carried avalanche equipment. He was unconscious when he was rescued by the Heliski copter, troopers wrote, and brought to the Valdez Hospital where he was pronounced dead. Avalanche happened at about 5,800 feet on the northwest slope in the Pencil Glacier, according to a brief account from the Avalanche Center. The glacier is located about 35 miles southeast of Valdez. 
The center described the avalanche as a human-triggered storm slab near the ridgeline. Uh, that's wow. currently an f- online fundraiser to support his wife, Sunny, love of his life, had raised nearly 134000 by Thursday afternoon. A uh, description on the site said he lived life on his own terms 100% of the time. He was real, authentic. If you knew Mike, then you knew Mike. There was no pretension, no posturing. His honesty, love, and strength were startling, humbling, and inspiring. I saw a lot of people post about this on uh, on Twitter, and it's it's just unfortunate. So, uh, you know, again, it doesn't matter how good you are, how much experience you have. Sometimes it's just you're just in the wrong spot at the wrong time, and uh, it's super unfortunate and and super sad. So. Ugh, what do you say? I don't know. Say thoughts and prayers. Like it's so cheesy and like, ugh. just, uh, yeah, it sucks. You're on mute. You're on mute, Mario. Can't hear you. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I was just saying how it's very, that's very sad. And let's move on to something a little less sobering. Um, so amid controversy, the dream continues for a chairlift at a former ski area in Southern Colorado. So, um, this article is talking about Pandero ski area. Pandero ski area. Yes. Uh, Pandero ski court, which partnered with a fellow nonprofit, Kuchara Foundation to raise funds for um, the 47-acre park. Where is this? This is jumping around on me. Um, So now it's publicly owned by Kuchara Mountain Park. Um, They're going to have a huge party. They they raised all this money, and what they're going to do is uh, they got donations, they got actual donations of parts and labor, um, which is very big. And they're trying to, you know, keep the fundraising so they can get a lift at the ski area. Um, so they want to put passengers on a chairlift at the base of what decades ago was Pan Panadero ski area, um, to serve, uh, you know, so, uh, the Southern Colorado mountain. So, it's pretty cool to see that they're trying to do this, this local grassroots, um, you know, effort to, you know, build out a, a new ski area that was well, once a ski area, you know, and kind of revitalize it. Um, so they have, they requested additional funds. And while the organization's board considers the lift in excellent working condition, um, the post outlines final contractor work in Colorado, Passenger Tramway Safety Board inspections that are expected to total more than $27,000. Um, and then insurance, which they're estimating at $24,000 a year. So there's all these extra costs. You know, there's the, um, I guess the foundation brought, um, bought the ski area for about $150,000 um, and got Back it in running. 2017, yeah. Yeah, and then they got it in 2017, got it running again, and now they're trying to, um, you know, just revitalize that whole ski area, which is pretty cool to see. Yeah, it's kind of cool. They set it up as a 501 uh, 501c3, so it's a nonprofit. Nice. 
And yeah, they said they got $300,000 in parts and labor to help get this thing up and running. So they have the one lift they're trying to get up. And it's cool seeing these places that, you know, some people think we're just lost forever. Just get brought back to life. (laughs) If you look behind me, Stormy's going nuts playing around with a... He's going nuts back there. Well, what he's doing? He's playtime. Absolute pandemonium back there. <laughs> well, speaking of Colorado, since we're still there, Winter Park, they have shared their master plan to become Colorado's third largest resort. Wow. Do you know what one and two are? Mm, I don't know. What is one and two? I would guess Aspen is number one. Yeah, yeah. Or Vale, right? Would Vale be number two? I think Vale's got to be up there. Yeah, Vale. I'm trying to see size here. So we're looking at... So they're showing Vale, Aspen, Snowmass, Aspen. Hmm. I don't know if this is... I don't know if this is any sort of order. I don't know what they're they're showing me here. Oh, develop... So they have the table on this article. They... uh, um, New trail total just kept acres. Looking at- so if you look at total acres, Winter Park, Mary Jane Vasquez Ridge. Oh, this is just when they're consolidating. They're talking about it. Yeah. All right, here we go. Ski resort.info. They've got to have the stuff we're looking for here. They gotta have it. All right, number one, snowmass. All right, so Aspen, yeah. And then Vale, number two. Look at that. Boom. That makes it nice and easy. But what's number three? I know the answer, so. You know the answer? And they actually are, are going under, they're about to undertake a big expansion as well. Damn. Uh, Steamboat. Oh, Steamboat, really? Boat. Yeah, they got it. And they got room to expand too. So they're going to, they're supposed to be getting a lot bigger, which is pretty cool. Wow. Then Breckenridge, then Beaver Creek, then Winter Park. So Winter Parks are going to go from six to three. But hmm. how will Steamboat's expansion challenge that third position is it going to be like the race like the empire state building versus the chrysler building right could be one of those things okay so back to the story so winter park trying to be the third biggest they unveiled a 10 to 15 year master plan for the future of the ski resort the document openly available to the public details new and upgraded lifts terrain remodeled lodges and on mountain dining and a long rumored gondola from the ski resort to the town of Winter Park. Nice. They operate under a special use permit that allows it to operate on 7,555 acres of land managed by the USFS Sulphur Ranger District and Arapaho National Forest. As part of the SUP, the resort must prepare a master development plan that identifies the existing and future conditions of the resort Master Development Plan is the guiding document for future development, identifying a balance of facilities and improvements for a unique recreational experience that is sustainable for business operations and the surrounding environment. The number of improvements are carried over from the previous 2005 Master Plan. With the addition of the new area on Vasquez Mountain, the plans would see skiable terrain increase 
by 358 acres to 3,439 acres, making it the third largest ski area in Colorado behind Vail and the newly Damn. expanded Steamboat. Oh, so, okay, this is actually... Stormy, stop that. This doesn't even mention Aspen in here. Get off of that. Get off of that. Oh, boy. Mario is having some problems. Uh, they're looking to add several chairlifts, including access to the Cirque from the new Vasquez area, T-Bar, a couple of chairs, increased terrain and added lifts would make ski uh, capacity increase 41%. Damn. Snowmaking would also be massively increased from 280 acres to 605 acres. And the snow spot and snowasis on mountain dining lodges would be remodeled. Uh, but unfortunately, it's now just the plan. Implementation hmm. of projects is contingent upon site-specific environmental review and approval under the National Environmental Policy Act. So what are they predicting for a timeline on this, right? Well, they'd say 10 to 15 years. Damn. The uh, master plan. You know, when somebody says something, I think it should be implemented within a year. Boom. That would be nice, right? Right? Because it, it's kind of like a tease, like, oh, that's going to be 15 years. You know how much changes in 15 years? Well, the king is, do you buy Do you buy some property there now? Buy a condo now and knowing that's going to blow up and get bigger? Just speculate, yeah. Play the long buy game? some land. Play the long game. Yeah. You got the chance yeah. now. Chance now. That's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty cool uh, plan, though. It is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a lot more terrain. Yeah, that's a huge place now. Mm-hmm. That'll be cool. All right. Next up, we got Washington State's Crystal Mountain is extending the ski season to Memorial Day because they got five feet of April snow. Boom. So, like we mentioned, there are some places getting big dumpings. There's still powder stashes to be found. Uh, little areas of of you know happy snow falling. Um, this is this has been one of them. So um, they just announced that they're gonna you know because they received like five feet of unexpected snow, they're gonna go to Memorial Day. They're gonna offer four bonus weekends of operations from Friday to Sunday. Um, World D- Day weekend. They're gonna open up Friday with the final day of the season on Monday, May thirtieth. So, so there's awesome. tickets on sale and people are getting ready to, to seek that pal, man. That's pretty cool. That's pretty epic. Yeah. I mean, they had again, five feet in just April. Yeah. They said that was one of their deepest snowfalls on record. So awesome. Just as our buddy, Nick leaves Washington state. I know he left and boom, there you go. Hey, like that, Nick. Yeah, but unfortunately, yeah, well, fortunately for him, he went to Colorado. So, and he was yeah. sending us pictures of himself skiing at Breckenridge this weekend. So, yeah, we it's can't really, uh, don't shed too many tears for our pal Nick. He's not losing out. He's, uh, <laughs> he's still in a better place. That is faux show. <laughs> All right. I guess that wraps up the old ski news for the week. So, we don't have a main topic this week. Trying to put some topic together. Is COVID. Brian COVID. has it. God damn it. It's killing me. It's really COVID. not killing me. It's just annoying. It was just an annoying cold. That's what it was. Anybody that was watching the podcast saw my, my dog chewing up paper and trying to eat my son's retainer. So I had to stop him and I gave him the broom from the from the broom. So you it was hit pretty it with entertaining. 
it was pretty entertaining, like behind me though. It was all going behind me. And I was looking at the camera saying, he's got the retainer. I got to go do so. I got to step in. <laughs> you don't want to buy another retainer. Ah, he, he chewed up the last retainer. It was not oh, cheap. Let's put it that way. See, can't be doing that. Just get a, get to go like AliExpress and get a new retainer there. Yeah, I I would, but he actually wears the retainer. So I'm like, all right, at least he's wearing it. Um, Respect. He wears the retainer, but then when he plays hockey, he doesn't wear a mouth guard. And I'm like, doesn't that, isn't that kind of just another retainer? Just wear it, you know? Sort of. It sort of is, yeah. But he claims that it doesn't do any good. I'm like, all right, when they rock you against the boards, we'll, we'll see if, if that doesn't shake your teeth a little. Yeah, right. But... Well, then, uh, since there is no main topic, I think we're time to go under the ropes. We got two fun stories here. And I'm taking, these are both right up Mario's alley here. Like, these are like, <laughs> this is like your wheelhouse. This under Boom. the ropes. I'll start with the first one. So I know the second one is kind of like, I mean, second one is a kid in my heart. We've talked about this in. You go into podcast archives, and we have talked about this for a long time. I'll get if, into it. If later. men can have babies, this is your baby. <laughs> that's that's it. But first off, have been looking for a new job. I know I'm looking for a new job. Yeah. How about being a Everybody's chief for a new job? Taco officer. Boom. There's a company right now. I don't know if they're a real company, favordelivery.com, but they are hiring a chief taco officer. You can get paid $10,000 to eat tacos across Texas this summer. I think they should pay us double and we'll talk about it on the podcast and podcast about it. Right. Boom. Taco about a dream come true. Favor is looking for an energetic, hungry, and social savvy Texan to be our first ever chief taco officer. Sound like you? We'll pay you $10,000 to track down the best tacos across the state. And tell our followers all about it. They're looking ready for to They're travel. Stepping up that taco game. Yeah. Ready to travel Texas with a taco in hand? Keep reading. So here's what you got to do. Step one. Create a short video telling us why you should be Favor's chief taco officer and why you're excited about oh. the opportunity. Step two. Post your video on TikTok or Instagram Reels. Your account must be public and you must tag at favor. Step three, fill out the application. That's it. Oh, you also got to use hashtag favor dream job to be considered. Well, now people are going to take the job over me. I was gonna oh, no. Post, I was going to post a, uh, a video <laughs> and get this goddamn job. Just post a video of our, of our podcast and be like, this is what you get. I could do this. I could definitely be a taco, Man. A taco uh, chief taco officer. Now I'm a taco enthusiast and I've been a taco enthusiast for a while. I was just talking the other day as we were trying to get tacos and found out the taco place was closed. Um, that when I first met my wife, I think we would go out to eat and she, she must've thought I was crazy. Cause every time we wanted, we went out, I'd be like, let's go get tacos. So I think I ate tacos for like almost every meal for like, three months so that's all she thought i ate i think just tacos <laughs> you can do a lot with tacos especially if you can try if you can like broaden your mind for the different kinds of shell oh, yeah. options yeah because you can do the standard you know the standard soft shell yeah. do the hard shell 
You can do the wacky ones. Like we get the almond flour ones from Siete from Costco. Phenomenal. Almond flour ones, huh? Sounds Phenomenal. Good. They actually taste healthy. I just stick to corn. Corn is the, hard is the king. Corn is king. I like the hard tacos and corn soft tacos too. Hmm. Okay. They're a little they hard this, to eat, but they got if better going, flavor. If you're going for like the low carb thing, get those uh, jicama. Oh, there jicama you go. wraps. Jicama so wraps. many options. You can do uh, fish, options. you can do chicken, beef. Or you just <laughs> go in for a bowl, which is kind of taco place, bowl. Like you, you start crossing the line when you get out of tacos into other stuff, but you go to a good taco place, you start exploring. You do breakfast tacos, whatever. Oh, you can do them all. Get weird. I like breakfast tacos. Big I like, fan. I never really got into dessert tacos, but I think I could be persuaded. I don't know. You know where uh, I got you know where I want to eat tacos? I want to eat tacos on my air yacht. Boom. How about that? So, so our next story is Sail the Sky. Uh, with Air Yacht Discover, the ultimate sustainable yachting experience of the 21st century. The yachting experience is absolutely everywhere. Sailing the sky, floating above the earth, Air Yacht gives you wings of mankind's oldest dreams. So today, it, today it's no longer a desire, but a reality. Now, Brian and I have talked about blimps. I want to be blimping. Like, I don't want to go sailing. I don't want to go like down the shore. I want to go blimping because blimping ain't easy. You've always you've been a big fan of blimps for a long time, and I've always questioned your sanity with the blimps. But I just don't uh, know what it is. Just blimps kind of seem like they should work. Like I looked at the Hindenburg on fire, and I was like, I think that could have worked better. Like, oh, it could work a lot better than that. If that thing didn't go on fire, we would have had blimps everywhere. We would have been like, what are you doing? I'm sailing the I'm I'm sailing, you know, the northern hemisphere on a blimp. Like you mean on water? No, I'm going across across the US on a blimp. You know how cool that would be? I'm looking at this website, this uh airyacht.ch. I don't know why it isn't dot com. Makes it a CH is um Switzerland, right? This is true. It is Switzerland. I thought it was like Czechoslovakia or something. Oh, which would yeah. make it shadier. But this is Switzerland, yeah. The pictures look unreal. Like it looks so cool. So they equate it to like a luxury yacht on the belly of your blimp and you just float around wherever you want. They're saying it's a technological fleet, the equivalent of a 60 meter yacht, 60 meter yacht, um, 750 square meter luxury detachable dwelling. Thanks to a 200 meter long airship. So I don't know what this means because I don't know metric. So, uh, but they have like terraces, they have housing, like it's pretty neat stuff. Um, I wonder what so, what the rules are regarding the what do they call it the the air zone? Yeah, the airspace where you can the go airspace. Like, what would that? What would the rule be at like a ski resort? Like, could you just park it? You could probably go wherever you want. You just got to clear the airspace, right? But they're saying now, here's the here's the catcher. It's detachable. So you could detach it and put it in the water. So this is yacht to sky to yurt. That's what I'm saying. Well, At- the thing is, does it have, could you put like ski, like a sled onto that? And Dude, actually- they have it sitting in the desert. So who's to say you get that airship, right? Which is your yacht and you just park it on a mountain. Park it on top of a mountain. Boom. 
Now you're skiing. Top of a mountain, yeah. You're skiing. You got a helipad on there. You heli skiing. Or again, if you got to stay like you can't park it there, you could just have it hover and have them drop a line down and pull you up. Oh, dude, you got to see this video. I don't know if you saw the video on the on the sidebar of it, but they actually show it. Like it detaches, it lowers down on cables, and you could park it wherever you want. And then they just pick it up, attach it back. It kind of merges back in. It's like. It's like uh, what's the uh, Megatron that, not the uh, Megatron. What was the the things that get together? Voltron, Voltron, or whatever they. Um, shit, what's that? The other, and they form like the bigger robot. It was. It's kind of like that. Yeah, it's Voltron. Voltron. Where's the video on here? I sent you the link. Okay. <clears throat> it was like on the bottom right of it. And they show it. It looks pretty awesome. So there are a lot of possibilities because I like that. Like, think about, let's say you drop it in the water, hang out, you know, on the Mediterranean. Then you lift it back up on the blimp. You go somewhere else, drop it in the water, drop it on the, drop it at Burning Man, right? Boom, there you go. I don't have to go to Burning Man. I'm dropping my blimp, dropping my blimp and dropping my uh, my yacht on there. You pick it up and you go somewhere else. I like the, it's like a, a, Air camper. Dude, that boat is kind of cool once you get it deployed from the <sighs> actual blimp. It's baller AF, man. You know they got some hot tubs in there. Probably got some jet skis. You got some, I don't know, they probably got like a with jet pack on there. You could have a jet pack and jet skis on the same thing and use them. It says you can be self-sustainable for a week in that thing. It's nice. Even longer. Think about where you get dropped off. You collect more supplies and then you get back on and go. If you're next to your KFC, man, you're good to go forever. Damn. Those mashed potato bowls. Ah, you amazing. You search for tacos in Texas with that thing too. Tacos in Texas. I mean, just tremendous. Texas taco throwdown. Yeah. I'm a fan. Of, we should definitely get one of these things. Uh, why not get two? Why not get two? I think together. we should have an armada. An armada. What's an armada? How many How many of these blimps do we have to get? Blimp yachts do we have to get for an armada? I think we need at least 20. <laughs> I'm looking up the, the technical term for what considers it an armada. Okay, what's considered an armada? A fleet of warships. But could you say that's a plethora as well? I'd say more than eight. Definitely we should be good to go. Okay, Miriam West, what, Miriam Webster. They just say a group of things, a large force or a group usually of moving things, generally first used as warships. But they don't okay. say how many. So what if you take over a ski area? What if we commandeer a ski area with our Does Vale have an air force? Like if we decided to take one of these bad boys and try to take over one of their ski resorts, Descend on Vale. Just would, descend would they, on them. Could they shoot us down? <laughs> you see, you leave as you're leaving, you see the burning, like the whole map burning, like what the hell? Oh, like, the horror. Like Vikings coming in, taking over a place, just skiing it and burn it down. <laughs> see you later, Vale. Be back. See you next to Stowe. Like, oh my God, I heard they're moving in a certain area. How could you defend that? Can't stop that armada. You can't stop that. Why would you, you get want some, to? You get some counter counter um, armament on that. Like they won't be able to shoot it down. 
planes would fly by too fast. They can't get this thing. <laughs> like we overshot it again. We couldn't, we can't, we can't shoot it down. They're moving too slow. Unstoppable. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's craziness. It's not we a bad send, idea. You'd send this to Ukraine. They'd take over Russia. Do they have a price listed on one of these bad boys? <laughs> that's that's the problem. There's always they, a rub here. They don't list the price. I gotta imagine it's it's gotta it's, be over four hundred thousand. I, th- I was gonna say over forty thousand. <laughs> like over forty million, right? <laughs> Yeah, how much would the what's the going rate on a year air yacht? Oh, they have the picture of it just getting lowered down. It's so awesome. Like it does, it looks like a very pleasant way to travel. Very sophisticated. Like, I don't like the neighborhood we're in. There's a bunch of riff raff out here in the desert. Let's lift us up. I don't want to sleep here on the ground. I only want to sleep in the air. It seems like a thing, something like, like a proper gentleman would have. It's like Star Trek. Like they're dropping you down and you fight like the, uh, you know, the, the blue guys and then you get lifted, hoisted back up and all right, let's go somewhere else. This seems like the opposite of Jeffrey Epstein's plane. <laughs> like it's just very, it's friendly. It's slow moving. Like yeah. Bill Gates won't be on it. Like it'll be lovely. <laughs> yeah. Jeffrey Epstein would not have any. Well, if he did, they'd be shaped like penises or something. Yeah. There's not, there's it's not nearly <laughs> phallic enough looking. Yeah. It's like two phalluses just floating around. <laughs> it's an armada of phalluses. What is going on? Baphalesis. <laughs> Baphalesis. Contact. See, you have to con- when once you have to contact oh, somebody to find the price, you can't afford it. Because exactly. they're going to be like, we're not returning your call. Yeah, it's like, uh, if you got to ask, you can't afford it kind of thing, right? We, we ran a credit check based on your phone number and we cannot call you back. Ah, uh, I'm hearing, I'm, I'm seeing a number here. It looks like about 120 million. <laughs> That's it. So we can only get one. This is ridiculous. So Jeff Bezos could have bought six of those. <sighs> Think of that. I'll take, I'll take your yacht, your $600 million yacht, and I'll raise you six of these airships that are going to just descend oh, maybe, on you from the sky. Maybe that's wrong. Cause this is just, it's just called air yacht. It's some guy's fancy super yacht thing with a helicopter and whatnot. Well, now I'm jealous. That's the purpose of a yacht to make everybody jealous. They did it. You yeah. had me at air yacht. Had me at air yacht. And the fact that it's attachable got, just got me even more. So it looks like it's going to be targeted to be in the skies by 2026. So huh. what, that, what that tells me is you have four years to save up. What if you can make a, an airship a blimp go quicker than just the nice slow pace, like move at a decent speed mm-hmm. and not super fast, but you want to kind of, you're slow rolling. Yeah. And I will tell you the actual yacht thing that deploys in the water is a lot bigger than it looks in that other picture. Yeah. It's huge. It's giant. <laughs> it's literally a yacht attached to a blimp. <laughs> You gotta see this thing. Like, there's a Jeep next to it in one of the pictures, and that Jeep is tiny. For the love of God, please go to the website, <laughs> podcast.com. That's actually a Hummer, I think, the new one. Man. And if anybody out there, again, we know we have some high fluting listeners. If you wanna give us an, an air yacht, we would really like to test drive it or, or just have one. Maybe we could podcast from there. Or if take you have us one, with you on yours. Yeah. If you have one, you. we'll do a whole thing. It'd be great. I just want to drive at least for a half hour, maybe. That would be kind of fun. 
I can't crash that thing. It's, it's just floating around. I'm just doing circles. That's all I want to do. Accommodation, circle to the right, circle to the left. Accommodation is provided for between 10 and 12 guests in a five or six cabin layout. So here's the creepy thing. You start with 12, people piss you off, yada, yada. Oh, we only came back with 10. What happened to them? We left them in the desert. Sure. Did you drop them or did you leave them? Like, what's what really happened? Uh, we plead the fizzith. This is like a, a Dexter nightmare machine. Very crazy. Yeah, they do have... What is it? Um, they have different terraces. So, yes, sometimes people have a couple drinks and they fall off the terrace. Hey, happens on cruise ships all the time and nobody knows. You flag that out of like Curacao or wherever they do the cruise ships, nobody knows. Nobody knows a thing. Wasn't that the whole point of uh, like succession they were talking about? Yes, that's right. Got rid of some people. Got rid of some people. She had no family. She was alone. (laughs) (laughs) She won't be missed. That's horrible. Terrible. But this is awesome. We are big fans. We would love to be on your air yacht if you have one. Just a ride. Just just let us, you know, take her out for a spin. Just a ride. Hang out. Maybe we'll invite pass. us to cover it. We, we'll we can pass. cover this. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, this was a short episode. That's all we got. Thank you so much for listening. Check us out. Skibumpodcast.com. Go to your favorite podcasting apps. Rate and subscribe. Follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, untapped at Ski Bump Podcast. Send us an email, Ski Bump Podcast at gmail.com. I don't know if we're gonna be on next week. Mario, you're having a little bit of a uh, little bit of work done. So yeah, I'm gonna get luck. that I'm gonna get that breast augmentation finally. So those big cans you've always dreamed of. That's right. You can't wait. Big stripper titties. They're coming. <laughs> Florida gonna Florida. That's right. <laughs> So we'll be back soon. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Say hi, stay Luton. See ya.